Well, I'm pleased to be joined by James Trotman, who's currently overseeing uh, Jack Draper. James, thanks for joining us on the ATP podcast. No problem, Jill. <laughs> Great to be here. Yeah. We've, we've seen each other the last couple of days and just chatting a little bit. How, how long have you been working with Jack now? So I started coaching Jack um, one-on-one around October uh, mm-hmm. last year, over that 12-month period now. But I've known Jack for many more years through my role at the LTA. I was overseeing his program and the LTA's investment in him and working alongside his, his coach of many years, Ryan Jones, um, and trying to support in, in many, any way I could. Yeah. And what was it about Jack when you saw him at such a young age that stood out to you that really felt like, he, you know, that investment was, was important to, to get behind him? I mean, there's, there's several things. He, he was feisty on court, like desperate to win. I mean, you, you could just see it in him. Sometimes that would, that would kind of cloud his judgment. He could be on that emotional roller coaster one minute, you know, pumping fists, the next smashing rackets. But his, his, his competitive instinct and desire to, to find a way to, to try and get through the match was incredibly impressive. He was small and didn't grow mm-hmm. actually until pretty late on. So he was, he was a small guy, feisty on the court, you know, counter-punching, using his skills. And obviously that's part of the challenge now for him as well. He's six foot four, he's a bit of a beast, you know. It's, he's, he's using some of those skills, but also trying to impose himself physically more with his power on some of his opponents now. You mentioned physically. Um, he's mentioned that's something that he feels like he had to work on quite a bit in order to take that next step, mm-hmm. especially in the preseason last year, mm-hmm. which you were involved in. What was, I mean, I guess going about phys- physically, because everyone's getting stronger, what is it about, or what approach would you have taken to get him to that next stage to be stronger? Well, the, the, the first thing with Jack, for, for anybody or people that don't know necessarily about his journey, is he was, he was a really good junior. Um, so there's a lot of promise, um, a lot of talent there. However, the next few years that sort of followed that, he's had a lot of injury mm-hmm. problems. Obviously, COVID came along the year before. I think, you know, maybe one of the years he played six tournaments, another he played 12. So he wasn't getting any consistency with his training, any consistency with his competition. So the biggest thing we actually started to look at was his workloads, um, trying to monitor that really closely and make sure that we were, we were being smart in how we trained him. And the, the goal was, let's play 25 tournaments, you know, next year. And it was as simple as that, because if you stay fit, you stay healthy, you can you know the work gets through the body you're not having those stop start moments and really that was it was as simple as that Mm. let's keep him on the court let's keep him healthy you mentioned a significant period in his time I think with the injuries and the pandemic he had mentioned I believe that you know he was struggling on whether to continue to play is that correct he he, I think like a lot of people through that you know time he, he was he was questioning perhaps what was happening and it's not easy when you're you're kind of you're living this life right where everything is to be a professional tennis player you know i think all of these these guys that's what they dream of playing at wimbledon playing the us open and being one of the best players on tour and when if you feel like you're constantly being it's a setback you know however hard you try you have to push harder to come back you push harder you get knocked down again i think it's incredibly difficult you know to deal with so so not only from a physical perspective it was really important right from the well-being and and from his mental health that yeah let's give him a chance to fulfill his dreams and and kind of become the player that he wants to be it's interesting I've talked to a few coaches this week so far and 
they've all mentioned the same thing that you just mentioned as far as it's not that easy, this lifestyle. How, how do you as a coach kind of get into the mentality of the player to get them through sort of week in, week out, year after year to be able to handle, you know, it's a tough road. I think the people that you have around you is incredibly important. You know, we, we're all each other's support network, right? The coaches and the players, physios, trainers, whoever this might be, everybody's making huge sacrifices, you know, to, to, to what is a very fortunate lifestyle, right, to play professional sport. It's fantastic, but it's not without its challenges. Mm-hmm. And I think you need people around you that you can share those experiences with, you can open up to, right, when you are having those low moments and you're not feeling at your best and you want to go home and you want to do this so so being able to share that with people you trust I think people who understand you um, is incredibly important probably the first kind of big thing that you'd look to do and what do you what do you talk about in those moments those challenging moments to get them in the right space I think reflection's always good you know it's it's sometimes just resetting them and asking them do you remember where we were like you know that's even used it today with Jack do you remember where we were a year ago He's 300 in the world. He's, right. he's coming back from injury again. He's, he's playing some challenges. He's, he's struggling, you know? And, and just trying to give a bit of perspective that it's okay. This is a journey. You're going to have your ups and downs. There's going to be your, your highs and your lows. But let's stay consistent with how we work. Let's stay consistent with our values. Let's not be too reactive week in, week out to, to results and things like that. And, you know, I think them knowing that you're in it with them is incredibly important and and showing how committed you are to 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 their tennis and to your profession as a coach yeah you mentioned his rapid rise obviously i mean he's done he's had a phenomenal year yeah what what's been the biggest thing for him to be able to i mean he's had an incredible last couple months in particular it's weird and it's something you reflect on as a coach a little bit i mean my goal purely when we started working together just over 12 months ago, there was two things for me. One was to keep him fit, healthy, and happy. That's where it started. And number two was to give him the tools to try, to, to by the end of this year, to be able to play top 100 tennis. Whether he was ranked 150, 200, 40, odd, wherever he is now, it was sort of irrelevant for me. It was to give him the level and to try and get his game in a place where he can play on tour and compete with the best players in the world. And... You know, it, it's it's happened. You know, was top hundred possible for sure? But to, to you know, to be finishing the year top fifty is pretty incredible. And and um, you know, there's so much more in there. Yeah, and and also thinking about the other Brits, um, Andy Murray, Cam Nori, mm-hmm. um, Dan Evans. They've all said about Jack that he's a big top player. Um, how much does do you feel like that helps Jack with the confidence and to and to keep moving forward? I mean, we're incredibly lucky to have, you know, Dan, Cam and Andy, you know, these experienced guys who've been been there for some of them for, for longer than others, but all of them at the top end of the game. And to, to, to I think, have their endorsement and to see Jack's progress, right, because they were also seeing him a year ago and, and two years ago, and, and now they're practicing with him. They're at the same events. And I think to have their endorsement's incredibly important for for Jack and they've been all of them have been fantastic in their own way in in supporting his journey and and offering advice and when we when we get to practice with them so yeah I think we're we're in a good position what are some of the advice that they've given 
to Jack that you feel like was important for Jack to hear? I, I think it's 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 almost role modeling as as much as anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, when you you know we we had a couple of weeks with Cam after Australia uh, this year, and you know he'll he'll give some advice and he'll talk about you know look how he's responding to certain situations and things like that. But just being on the practice court with him. And, and, and watching his how focused he is, how professional the whole setup is, how clear he is on what he's trying to achieve with his tennis, the standards that he's setting himself, how he responds to bad days or days where perhaps he's not at the level he wants to do. For, for Jack to be able to be up first hand with that, I think it's incredibly powerful even if maybe it's not being spoken about it's being able to see what this guy is doing and and, and how he's going about his business speaking more about cam he had a phenomenal year last year of course backed it up extremely well this year you know jack's in that phase where you know every time he's play his he's just watching his ranking rise and rise but it's really the second year that's a pretty big test mentally going in to defend all those points what's what's important for you as a coach to talk to your player for me, it's always coming back to the process and development. And, and Jack, Jack knows this. He's done incredibly well. Um, and it's important that you have these kind of milestones and you, you break top 100 and you play your first Grand Slam on your ranking and you break the top 50, you reach the next-gen finals because it gives them confidence and it gives them belief in their own ability. So that's incredibly important. But from my perspective, I'm looking at trying to, trying to help Jack become a real dominant force on tour and someone who can challenge for some of the biggest titles and be around for years and years and and that for me and 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 he knows this all of his strengths and all of the great things that he has there's still lots of areas where we can develop and we can improve um i think there's still a lot of work that can be done physically Mm -hmm. there's still some stuff around second serve for example coming to the net um his ability to be a little bit more on the offense at times and like we talked about imposing his his physicality mm-hmm. on, on his opponents because he does move so well for his size and he defends so well but th- there's there's lots of things which I find exciting you know and it's it's like well let's see if he's brave enough to put some of them on the court here um, but if not we'll be kind of every day our goals will be clear we'll be um, on the same page of what we're trying to get out of pre-season and, and what that looks like on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you know, the support group, group a couple of times. Going back to Cam, you said you're, you know, pretty good good friends with Facundo Lagones, yep. Cam Nori's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about. I, I I love how you were saying last night we were talking, but I love how you were saying that that's such a good support to be able to bounce ideas off each other and help each other. What what has been the most important thing for with that collaboration for you it's it's um look it's an amazing journey Faku's been on and 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 I think it's it's so impressive um uh, you know the the team that Cam has around him with Vacek Julian as well and and Faku it's you know their operating standards are so high and in my role at the LTA when Cam left TCU and decided to go pro I was in the same role as what I was doing with Jack overseeing the LTA's investment in his program um, and Faku was just kind of out of school himself not long and we, we, we spent a lot of time together those, those first couple of years me going to the events talking a lot of tennis with Faku I mean the one thing I haven't done in my career massively has been on tour week in week out mm-hmm. you know I've worked with a lot of top juniors um, 
and and you know some some of the top players as well. But I, I like that kind of development space, working with the younger players coming through the juniors, coming through the futures, coming through the challenges. I really kind that of process, enjoy that. Yeah. And so even coming to you, you going to new events. I don't know what the pace of the court's like or maybe how it's going to set up for somebody in, in fact who's been there the last three, four years doing it, right? So he's going to offer that kind of advice. Um, he's, he's been through that development as well um, with Cam and what, what they sort of feel about. And one, you know, one, one kind of live example of which was pretty powerful this year was when we went over to the States um, seven weeks after Wimbledon, started in Atlanta, um, into Washington, it's stinking hot, it's humid, it's it's tough, right? And and Jack was was I would say hadn't quite found his tennis, hadn't quite got up and running and we were thinking, are we gonna go to Montreal or are we gonna actually let's go and train. Let's spend, you know, ten days, two weeks and put in some good work down at IMG in Bradenton and come come back out on tour feeling like everything's clean, everything's really clear. And it was you know, we, we had couple of hours to make the decision because we had to fly out either to Montreal the next day or or kind of make a move somewhere and I, I spoke to Faku uh, about it and and you know his advice which was which was really important because Jack went on to have a great week and experienced lots of things that he'd never experienced before um, was you know when we spoke at the start of the trip you sort of said part of this is for Jack to uh, to, to to play the best players in the world to be at the best tournaments, to experience what those conditions are like, what the crowd's like, what the facilities are like, what it's like mixing with these people week in, week out. You should go to Montreal. And just having that, somebody to share yeah. some ideas with, and, and, and it's like, yeah, you're right. You know, why am I getting distracted here? Because we feel like maybe the first couple of weeks haven't gone how we want. Let's stick to the plan. Let's stick to the reasons why we're on this trip. And, and we went off to Montreal and he went on and had a... A fantastic week and then that was a long stretch too because sometimes that's difficult right some players don't like being on the road longer than three weeks without getting home but jack seems to be fine well that, and that was a long stretch for him that was his longest trip he'd ever he'd ever done yeah and yeah. i think that's an important part of it as well for yeah. me you know like you learn a lot on the road and and those challenges that he faced and the conditions the the, the, the humidity the heat you know it's proper tennis conditions for me over in the states through that time of the year and it was a very probably the most important trip actually and 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 run of tournaments that that we experienced together how did he this feel year. after that straight after it there was a bit of a low right because you, you, you know you're in the third round of uh, the u.s open you've been playing on the biggest courts and you know all of a sudden that you know the adrenaline's gone right it's like oh, i'm back i'm back home the reality probably hits you i've got a few days off here and then I've got to get back on the practice court and go again but yeah he 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 fully understood understood the reasons for those trips and and enjoyed it he, you know he could have kept going actually he said by the end of it yeah I could have played some more weeks which was really good to hear yeah that's great yeah you, you mentioned you know you love that process of working with juniors and developing them you mentioned Jack's feistiness is what stood out to you. What other factors would you say you look at juniors that really feel like can go on to to play at the pro level? It's a it's a it's a really good question, and it's it's it's. I don't really necessarily have a blueprint of what I'm looking at, and and with all of my coaching, I have to spend a lot of time with the person before I start to understand the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. 
it's the things that sometimes you don't notice, right? That 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 I think are incredibly important, and how somebody takes a loss, what what they're like the next day, um, how do they respond to that the following week, and of course you're looking at the physicality, you're looking at the strengths and weaknesses on the court, um, how do they play under pressure? You know, it's always a big thing, right? Do they shy away from it? Do they step up in those situations? So there's there's numerous kind of things you that you that you're looking at, and I think. You know, so much can change. Even with Jack, he was, you know, really small up until the age of sort of 15, and then started to have his growth spurt quite late. You don't know everything that's gonna gonna happen, but you can see the, I think, the character traits in in some of these individuals yeah. a bit a bit earlier. As far as handling pressure, it was I don't know if you know this. It was Dan Evans that mentioned that you, as a coach, felt like that's what you've helped Jack with quite a bit is being able to handle those big moments which is a huge asset as a player um what is it that you feel like you do so well to be able to portray that to the to player to handle those big pressure moments I think I mean I touched on it earlier I really think it's the consistency of what we do yeah you know the, the the Jack knows what we're trying to achieve and what he wants to become and and there's you know one of the things we talk about a little bit is you know, how do you want to lose and, and, and what that looks like. Everybody talks about winning and about going out there and, you know, executing this and executing that. The reality is it doesn't happen all the time, right? And, and how, how, do you, how do you want to lose and what does that look like when you kind of remove yourself from the match and you take an outside look at it? You know, how was your body language? How well did you use your routines? Um, how committed were you to your game style? Um, you know, what happened in certain moments and, and how can you learn from that situation if we're out there again and I think that's part of it right you know it's accepting that sometimes you're going to win sometimes you're going to lose effort application how you compete they're the things that actually matter um, and we're consistent with that and I think the player then knows it right that they're, they're, they're less everybody gets nervous everybody gets tight it's it's part of the sport as you know Jill right and and I just think trying to keep things simple and really clear for the player and for me not to be emotional after, you know, that he, something hasn't quite happened. It's okay. We go again. Let's get up tomorrow, you know, review the match, get out there on the practice court, keep building, keep adding. Um, and I think for me that's one of the big big things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And to have that level of trust in you as well, obviously. You guys have such a good support team. You're quick to say, obviously, Ryan Jones and Devin Bowen was another one that you said has helped quite a bit how I mean just having that collaboration between all of you the communication how is that how has that worked as well yeah it's um look I'm I'm nobody knows everything it's sort of impossible and I think everybody has their own strengths and, and their own weaknesses and being able to kind of reach out to other coaches other experienced people people who've 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 been in similar situations how do you view it what do you think you know, and it, it gets you thinking, it, it gets you challenging some of your own ideas. And I think as a coach, that's incredibly important. I'm, I'm confident in my abilities, but I don't know everything. Yeah. And I get things wrong. And I, and I think that's, you Being know... Being able I, to admit that. Yeah, is, and I say yeah. it to Jack, yeah. like, I don't get everything right. Yeah. You know, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and, and I think, again, that comes back to, he knows, okay, I can miss a second serve return on break point. Yeah. You know, I can, I can you know... It's not. It's it's life. It's normal mm. 
for, 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 for us to sometimes make mistakes. Yeah. And, and as long as our intent is is right and we're trying to do the right things, I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah, I love that. No, that's great insight. Um, and you guys, really, congratulations. You've had a, a phenomenal year. You've done some fantastic work. So, of course, we, we wish you all the best. We hope he just keeps growing and learning and getting better. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay.